Adventure Seekers, welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards tolerated. There are times when we stop, we sit still, we listen, and breezes from a whole other world begin to whisper. James Carroll. Today on AJNW News, The Preacher and the Cat. But coming up next, a reminder about where you can find me, other than my author page on Amazon Kindle, Randall, or my Patreon page. My email is rand at rand-lawrence, and my webpage www.rand-lawrence.com. One Saturday afternoon, a preacher was practicing his sermon, and he had left the door to the sanctuary open to catch a breeze from outside. He didn't want to turn the air conditioning on just for himself, being ecologically aware. But the only trouble was a cat kept on coming in to the church and meowing, interrupting his practice. He carried the cat out time and again to no avail. Although, on his last attempt, he saw a young boy going by and he offered him $5 to take the cat with him and find it a good home. The young boy agreed to, but first he wanted to know what the preacher was doing in the church on Saturday. When the pastor explained his situation, the boy asked if he could listen, and the pastor agreed, and as you can expect, the boy got bored and started wandering around the sanctuary as the pastor preached about Sodom and Gomorrah. By the time that the pastor got to the part about fire falling from heaven, the young boy had made it to the balcony where the choir sang that was directly over the pulpit. The young boy had found some matches and was lighting candles as he listened to the sermon half-heartedly. Call it synchronicity or kismet, the young boy burnt his finger just as the pastor had reached the climatic portion of his sermon and the young boy flung the lit match over the edge of the balcony, causing the pastor to gasp. But instead of yelling at the boy, the pastor recognized the dramatic effect seeing flames falling from above had with his presentation and he offered the boy another five dollars if he could come back and do the same thing during Sunday morning service at the exact time that he called for fire fell from heaven. The young boy agreed, and the next day, after the choir left the balcony, he snuck in. The pastor was very pleased with himself, and he was expecting a great gasp from the congregation when he reached the final moment, and so with extra vigor and enthusiasm, he proclaimed, and fire fell from heaven when he reached the closing of his sermon. But he was surprised as his visual effect did not appear, and so he thought possibly the young boy hadn't been paying attention, so he repeated himself, and fire fell from heaven. And again, nothing happened. But in desperation, the pastor gave it one final attempt in a very loud voice called, and fire fell from heaven. Still, no flames appeared, but a very meek voice from above answered in reply, and the cat peed on the match. Coming up next, AJNW weather. The early hurricane storms bring a semblance of fall-like weather through the Midwest during the early morning hours. Meanwhile, our cat still shakes the dew from her paws as she walks through the wet morning grass. Now for AJNW traffic. As I mentioned, during the weather, the cat made a crossing of the front yard. And that about covers it. Now it's time for 
AJNW Sports. All sports reporting has been canceled for this episode due to Chadwick Boseman passing away at the age of 43. Goodbye, Black Panther. Now for AJNW's human interest story. This is a reminder to have a colonoscopy. It's said that colon cancer is one of the most easily detected and treatable cancers, but you need to have the tests done, especially if you have a family history indicating this problem. I've been told that everyone needs to have this procedure at least by the time they're 50 years old, and sooner if there's any signs such as dark stools or blood in the bathroom. Remember, Chadwick Bozeman was only 43. Coming up next, Q&A with Sensei. A listener emailed a question for Sensei. He wanted to know what being yourself was truly worth. Sensei's reply was, whatever you put into it. Remember, we always love hearing your questions and comments. You can reach us at my webpage or from my anchor.fm Ranlaw site. Coming up next, a continuation of the Conversation with the Sage by Ranlaw. As winter set in upon the farm, it became apparent that the family was experiencing a financial crunch. Cheryl's constant shopping trips into the city were causing conflicts within the household. It was even cutting into the food budget. Bob, who was generally quiet, was finally beginning to protest her spending habits. This went on until the year that Xander was going to turn 12 years old. Thanksgiving was bleak that year, and no one remembered that Xander's birthday fell on the day before except Bob. He remembered, and he gave Xander all of the boxes containing his martial art instruction manuals and videos. To Xander, this was better than getting something brand new. It was both the desire of his heart and a remembrance of happier times. Bob's part-time job at the feed mill wasn't bringing in enough money to satisfy his new family's needs. Eventually, Bob gave in and went back to military life. He had enlisted as a Marine. He was gone before Christmas. While the other children sat upstairs in the living room watching TV or playing video games, Xander played the ukulele softly or read the manuals in the basement under the dim glow of a single bare light bulb dangling from a floor joist. He didn't have access to the TV or the video player unless everyone was gone. Whenever Cheryl and the kids went to the city, Xander would rush through his chores to watch a martial art video so he could practice the moves in the living room in their absence. When Christmas arrived, the upstairs house was warm and cheery. It was decorated with candy canes and red ribbons, holly with silver bells, bright shiny gold bulbs, and tinsel on the Christmas tree. The dinner table was laden with many delightful dishes that Xander hadn't seen since before his mother passed. The aroma from the beautiful golden brown roasted turkey immediately caught his attention. Don't you dare touch that, said Cheryl, noticing Xander's gaze. It's for company, she explained. Can I have one of the pigs in a blanket? What pig, she asked. The bacon-wrapped hot dog wrapped in a crescent roll. That's what Mom called them. Oh, sure, just one. Odd name. Your mom was a strange one. Xander looked hurt and disappointed as he put the pig in the blanket back on the tray. No, thank you. I think I'll wait, he said. No, you had your grubby hand on that one, she said. 
so you will eat it. Xander paused as she glared at him, and he picked it back up reluctantly. All right, she asked. What are you thinking about now? Recognizing his look. Do you remember the story of Jesus casting out the demons, and they asked if they could go into the pigs? To make a long story short, the pigs jumped off the cliff, and the Jewish farmers complained about their losses. What were the Jews doing raising pigs, and is that where the saying, when pigs fly, comes from? asked Sander. She rolled her eyes and walked away. By this point, both Eric and his younger sister, Erica, had accepted the pecking order of the household. It was apparent to all that Xander was at the bottom of the list. He was quickly sent out to do farm chores, feeding and watering the animals, which included the cow, a small hen house full of chickens, and two pigs. Besides feeding and watering, he had to shovel out the manure from the stalls, clean the hen house, gather the eggs, hopefully without getting pecked, and milk the cow. This was his everyday routine, which was much simpler in the winter because he didn't have to also hoe the weeds in the field. The worst part of taking care of animals at wintertime was breaking the ice in the trough for the pigs and cows and getting cold water sloshed on his pants as he carried the buckets of water from the spring house. The spring never froze, but Xander would have to knock the ice from the metal pipe that extended from the spring house to keep the water flowing into the stream. The moving water never froze underneath of the surface of the ice. When the pipe became plugged with ice, it would flood the floor inside the spring house. Since the spring house was below ground level and below the frost line, the water didn't freeze until it seeped between the stone foundation below the pipe and down the hill to the stream. Whenever this occasionally happened, Xander's socks would get wet and his feet would feel numb by the time he finished his chores. Outside, only the surface ice froze in the stream. The cold running water beneath the surface rarely froze completely or for long. When Xander was making his way back to the house, he spotted several cars slowly creeping across the narrow bridge. He had seen both of these cars before, and he knew that Cheryl's brother and sister were coming with their children. He had always considered Eric and Erica brats, but that was before he had met their cousins. He ran to the house to tell everyone about the approaching vehicles. Everyone was excited and let out a whoop of joy. Eric and Erica clambered out the front door to help their rich cousins bring in their presents. Xander didn't worry about this because he was certain there would be nothing there for him. So he used the opportunity as a distraction. While everyone was out on the front porch waiting for the cars to arrive, he prepared a plate full of snacks. Xander knew Cheryl would also prepare a plate of food for him to take to the basement. Actually, he didn't mind this as he did not relish the idea of having to sit at the children's table with her children and their cousins. He quickly selected items that would not betray pilfering, like individual tarts, cookies, candies, and a can or two of his favorite soda. Making his way out the side door, he walked down the steps to the basement side door, which was its only entrance. He stashed his treats on a bare wooden bench next to his bed. He didn't need to refrigerate the soda, as it would stay cool next to the stone wall of the basement. He also didn't bother hiding these items 
since no one ever came down to his room. He slipped back inside the house without anyone noticing his absence. It would have been another beating if he had been caught. In no time, all the children were clamoring to open their presents, even though it was only Christmas Eve. As Xander suspected, no one had brought a gift from the cars for him. This inequity didn't seem to gather any attention from the children or the adults. Still, he really enjoyed watching the others open their gifts. It might have been more enjoyable if it weren't for their cousins complaining about the cheap dollar store toys they received from Cheryl and the kids. Eric and Erica seemed pleased with their electronic games and new cell phones. Everyone in the house jumped when an unexpected knock at the front door caught them by surprise. No one had noticed the Marines coming up the lane that now appeared at the door with a bundle of toys. They had only stepped inside for a moment as they delivered the unmarked gifts. They quickly left with Cheryl calling out thank you to the departing men. It was only at this time that Cheryl's brother noticed that Xander had not received anything. He took one of the gifts away from his oldest boy, who had just complained that it was probably going to be better than the crap that his cousins gave him. If you would like to support this podcast, you can sell your blood. Or failing that, you can pledge a gift on anchor.fn ran-law. Another way you can support, if you have some loose change, is you can go to my Patreon page, www.patreon backslash Randlaw. Coming up next, a haiku by Sensei, entitled, Steamy Shower. Rude Awakening, a steamy shower follows. Misogi comes next. Coming up next, a message about Tokushi Kempo Camp. A small gathering of Tokushi Kempo practitioners will be meeting for camp in Indiana State Park, just out of Versailles. I would like to request all of the participants to vote just to see if we should continue camp at this location or choose another one for next year. And make sure you let us know if you're interested in doing the ultra-primitive winter camp. Kayak camping brings an element of adventure as it comes off very much like hardships our ancestors would have had to endure. And stealth camping is exciting in and of itself. We are still considering having additional camps per year, so don't forget to include your feelings on that as well. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. Keep following your dreams.